I'm June Hardy, and a few days ago my life was completely normal. Now I don't know what to call it. I was minding my own business at my desk when my boss called me into his office. His eyes were glazed over, like that thin layer of sweet sugar donut frosting was poured over his irises while he slept. He told me that I was being transferred to a new town called Springshard. I've never even heard of it. In fact, a quick internet search tells me that it doesn't even exist. But hey, last time I disputed my boss on something like this, I still ended up in a submarine looking for the golden city of El Dorado. I have yet to tell him that his mythology is incredibly crossed. So I pack my bags and the next day I head on my way to Springshard. The drive there is about as boring as you'd expect a drive to a fictional city to be. Lots of trees, fields, and every now and then a small farm with cows that you are legally not allowed to pass without stating, cows. Eventually I enter a deep forest. It's dark even though the sun rests directly overhead. As I drive through the fog, I start to lose my sense of direction. Haven't I seen that rock formation before? Am I just going in circles? Was that a flash of color I just passed, or was it just my imagination? The wood stresses me out. It always feels like something is lurking just around the corner, like my high school calculus teacher about to call on me for an answer, or an angry flock of geese. As I keep pushing, a bright light ahead of me starts to cut through the coming fog a little. As the fog fades away, like I've passed through a curtain, I find myself on a long straight stretch of road leading to a town comprised of gleaming skyscrapers and sleek white buildings. This is by far the most advanced small town I've ever seen. As I drive, I see a green road sign reading, Welcome to Springshire. As I pull into the driveway of my new home, I look around at the neighborhood. My home is a tall lavender building in a perfect cylinder. The surrounding buildings are all white marble and floor-to-ceiling windows. While my house looks somewhat like a thermos, I'd rather live in a thermos than a fishbowl. Once I enter my house, I find it's bigger on the inside, like some sort of magic suitcase used to store wild animals or something. But that's crazy. It's just some weird perspective thing. It must be. <laughs> anyway, I start on my self-tour around my new home. It's actually very nice. I find a jacuzzi, bowling alley, alley cat room, a room for winter parkas, a room where everything is yellow, a room that's empty except for a moving rocking chair in the center in which the lights don't work. You know what? <laughs> Why don't we just lock that door? After moving all my boxes into the house, I decide to go buy some dinner at the diner that I saw as I drove into town. I make my way to Dottie's, which seems to be the only thing in town that didn't advance. It's a classic small town diner. As I walk in, I sit at the black and white bar and a short woman with curly hair tied up in a red bandana that matches her bright red lipstick. Hi there, darling. You must be new in town. Am I that obvious? I just don't remember your face and I know everyone in town. I'm June. I'm the transfer at Spring Shard Chronicle. Dottie Queen. I'm the owner of Dottie's. Think of me like your fairy godmother, but I make delicious cake. Well, that's definitely a plus. I tell Dottie that I'd love to have summer for cake to see for myself, and she brings me over a plate. I hand her a toonie, and she slides me a complimentary sharpie. In addition to great food, they also have great prices here. As I dig into my cake, a man in a salmon-colored suit matched with a horrendous red zebra tie slides me $2. Hey, I'll give you $2 if you give me your cake. 
Why don't you use that to buy your own slice? That's a fair point. Xavier, would you stop harassing my customers? No one wants to help you with your little spy scheme. No one wants to give you their cake. And no one wants a million dollars. I would like a million dollars. All right, Dottie. No need to scare the girl off. I'm just trying to make some business happen. Well, I am trying to run a business. Don't make me banish you again. I took no pleasure in it last time, but this time... (laughs) I would take great pleasure in it. Oh, Dottie. I do love our chats. All right, then. Bye-bye, my little shrimp taco. Flattery will get you nowhere. (laughs) Oh, that man. Who was that? That was Xavier Moss. Actually, he's your boss. I look back at the man making a balloon animal out of a deflated balloon on the side of the street. That man is my boss? Oh, for sure. He's a great editor. I'm not sure how that could be, but I don't question it. I eat my cake and watch the people around me. You can find out so much about people if you just slow down and watch them. Like the guy and girl in the booth by the window are on a first date. You can tell because the guy is eating really slowly, like he's thinking about it. And the girl is delicately eating her cake, but looks like she wants to shovel it into her mouth. I don't blame her. (laughs) It is delicious. The man in the sparkly top and striped jacket is clearly planning something. He has paper spread out around his table. Strings and pins all around his booth attaching different pictures and a 3D diagram of what I can only assume to be City Hall. A woman in a long white coat with coattails is staring at him through two glasses, strawberry milkshake pouring out of each onto the table. After finishing my cake, I decide to walk around the town. I make my way to City Hall that sits in the center of Circle Square. Circle Square is a cobblestone area with marble fountain in the center and a circle of torches lining the sides. On one side, there's a basket of newspapers. I take one from the top and flip through it. I might as well figure out the overall tone of the newspaper. It is so important to match it in my own writing. In sports today, the Springshard Seals played against their rival, the Springshard Seals, in a harrowing game of sports. Halfway through the game, Coach Fowlin walked to the center of the court and announced that this hostility was useless and if they just band together, they could beat the real enemy, Nine-Headed Moose. The teams hugged it out and the rest of the game of sports was canceled as they went out to fight the Nine-Headed Moose. In related news, it rained yesterday, but the water was red and sticky and tasted like strawberries. It was strawberry jam. It was raining strawberry jam. The newest teacher at Springshard High is a tall, pale gentleman by the name of Mr. Drake Eula. He refused to have an interview outside, but when we attended one of his night classes, he explained that he is a laid-back teacher. He only has a few rules. No garlic bread or anything of that kind. No pointy wood sticks like pencils and no opening the window of the classroom. He also stated that he was not there to drink blood, nor can he turn into a bat so he doesn't know why we'd ask that or even think that. We were not thinking that, but now we are. This is it. This is the type of material I have to work with. The square has gotten dark now. The torches have been lit and people walk around with their families. Children are playing by the fountain with their toy bricks. A man is standing in the doorway of a bakery called Yeast, Flour, Sugar, Milk, Salt, and then the sign kind of trails off as the letters get smaller. He's holding a tray of gray lumps and is calling out, Free samples! Or, Biscuits! 
I go to take one myself, but as I walk closer, I see people gnawing on them, and I realize that they are more like rocks than a yummy biscuit. I decide that a better idea is to head home. When I arrive back at my home, I notice a piece of paper stuck in the bush next to the door. It must have blown there. I didn't notice it here before. I take it and bring it into the house. Once I've sat down, I open the paper and begin to read. My name is Taryn March. If you're reading this, you must be the new intern at the Springshard Chronicle. I have no idea what happened to me, but I can think of two possibilities. Either I made it out of town and am living happily in the city again, or I didn't make it out and the turn back happened. Either way, I'm not there to tell you this in person. There's something about Springshard that makes it different. From what I can tell, time moves backwards and faster than normal in this town. If the book I read is correct, then it's a wormhole of some kind. You can't leave town, except at specific times. Now, don't get me wrong, it's a lovely town, but you need to know what you're getting into. I can't tell you why it's like this, but I know that it doesn't affect the people here. So when Oleg or Lena, the leader of the Lemonade Gang, tell you to leave, listen, because that may be your last chance. But while you're here, enjoy your time. Eat at Dottie's because her cake is the best you'll ever have. Go to town events because Mayor Tetra Burns is the funniest person you'll ever meet. Partner with Chrome because there's no one you'd rather work with. Make the most of your time here because leaving Springshard was the easiest and the hardest thing I have ever done. Good luck to you, whoever you may be. Signed, Taryn March. What was that? I mean, sure, this is an odd town, the more I think about it. And that would explain its seemingly an existence out of the real world, but that's ridiculous, right? I mean, a town where time moves backwards and faster than normal? Still, I can't shake the feeling that the letter wasn't fake. The person who wrote it, Taryn March, seems really sad and nervous. Ugh. Whatever happened to an easy move-in day? Who is it? My name is Taryn March. I'm a transfer, like you. <gasps> it's you! This is AJ Robinson, creator of Chronicles of Springshard and the voice of Taryn March. I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it and want to know when the next episode is up, feel free to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Springshard Chronicle for weekly updates and teasers. Episode 3 will be up on March 13th. If you like this episode and would like to listen to it even when you don't have Wi-Fi, it is available for download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other places. If you want to listen while looking at a picture of the super cool cover art, you can also listen on YouTube. Check our social media for more information. The awesome music you are listening to right now is by Chaos Emerald on YouTube. Go check out her channel once this episode is done. In fact, if you're listening on YouTube, I'll even give you a link in the description below. You can also check her out on Instagram and Twitter at Emma Joyce Y. 
The voice of Dottie was Olivia Hansen. The voice of Xavier was Jillian Grace. The voice of June Hardy was Carly Curtis. Special thanks to Jess Milton, Derek Taggart, and to you listening right now. Now let's figure out what happened.